We are here. That's our new intro. Every time. That's good. Until someone delivers to us make an intro. That will be the intro. This is mental week. Yep. For mental people. I'm not actually here right now. He's not. This is recorded in advance. It is recorded in advance. This is past podcast for the future. This is nuts, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Past podcast for the future presents. Um, We had a couple new clients reach out with uh, dealing with the pains and aches of starting off on a program when they've been... Yep. And nutrition. Yeah, and nutrition. Mm Mm-hmm. From after being uh, deconditioned, stagnant, yeah, deconditioned for quite a while, you know. So that's what we're going to talk about, how to mentally push through that barrier Mm -hmm. and keep yourself going even though everything is telling you to stop. How to, quote, stop it. Get through the hard parts. I think you give in to the hard parts in order to get Mm -hmm. through them. Yes. How to to succumb gracefully to the hard parts. Succumb. I'm sorry, that was too direct. Yeah. <laughs> I really do apologize for that one. <laughs> Any more direct? Um, uh, I, uh, just thinking out loud, like you, earmuffs for all you. We could break it down into, you know, getting through the first workout, the first week, the first month, and then like the first six months. I think usually for most people, the first two weeks is by far the hardest. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the first week, and I say usually the second week, you're way more sore because you're still sore from the first week. Yeah. And then you're piling on top of that, and your body's still not used to it. And the second week, you start to kind of stabilize a little bit. Yep. Your body starts to recover. It learns that it needs to start rebuilding and healing and recovering, you know, at a lot better pace. And then it, you know, mm-hmm. picks up that pace, too. So starts getting hard charging. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that first workout... The barriers are usually like knowledge. It's knowledge, and then it's like really coming face to face with the thing you already knew, which is that you're deconditioned. Yep. You know, like you're you're not in fit shape, and that can be hard for people because you know it's a lot easier to just ignore that. Oh yeah. Rather than put yourself in a situation where not only are you being shown that you're deconditioned, you're being shown like every single way that you're deconditioned <laughs> oh yeah and like, especially oh, the cardio cardio is deconditioned strength yeah. training deconditioned like everything especially so, if like you're in like a gym setting like a 24-hour fitness or something and then you're doing this in front yeah. of people this is i think another thing that people have you know like they get in there and they yep or feel they suddenly realize that hey i am not as fit as yeah. i even thought i was and then they get really anxious and Yep. feel shy and feel like everyone's watching them even though i can tell you 100 percent truthfully that is not the case but and let me tell you even if they are the vast majority of people in there who see somebody come in that's deconditioned and put in work in their minds they're looking at you and you're inspiring them i'm right. going to tell you that like and that's not a joke like it's for real they look at you and they're like it's easy for the fit dude to walk into the gym and do fitness you know what oh, i mean yeah, day in, day like out. it is you walked in there and you went, fuck, like this, this sucks, but I'm going to start doing it. And those people that are there are like, they're rooting for you. It's a for real thing. They're oh, yeah. actually rooting for you because every one of them started at some point as well. 
So, and if they're a douchebag that is in there, that's like, oh, man, 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 like he's just, they're taking a machine or blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck them. Cause seriously, you're, you're, you're doing something cool and people appreciate that. And I mean, anytime I see somebody that's like oh, yeah. running down the street, oh, that's what I was about to bring up too. And they're like clearly like out of shape. Yeah. I do the same thing. Like, hell yeah, get after it. Well, even when we drive around, I mean, I, I it, think we always say it, we're like, fuck yeah, that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I think you've heard me like, uh, there's a girls that jog around a memorial down here. Oh like, yeah. Go, go get a girl. Get a girl. Get after it. Yep. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's for real. So, I mean, if you're in there and you feel, like, shy and you feel embarrassed, like, I get it. It sucks. But, I mean, you got to lift that light weight before you start getting to the real stuff. You know what I mean? Like, well, and, you know, a big part of that isn't necessarily the I'm out of, I'm out of shape in terms of, like, I can't do certain things. It's mm-hmm. body image, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you go in there and you're, you know, you're a little flabby or, you know, yeah. ex- or excessively flabby, depending. And, you know, you walk in and there's these ripped fuckers <laughs> just everywhere. And you're and you're just like, well, yeah. <laughs> this is dirty little secret. Most of those ripped guys have way worse body images. Than the shoes <laughs> oh, than <you> yeah. do. <laughs> right. What do they call it? Dysmorphia? Like, where yeah, they, you, even dysmorphia. though they're like shredded, they think they're fat. They're like, yeah. oh, man. It's actually I have five abs today instead of six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez, but uh, it's it's for real. Like there there actually is a lot of <laughs> a lot of that issue with with uh, physique builders and stuff like that. Interesting stuff on that is they they have a uh, like compulsive tendencies where they don't see in the mirror. They literally do not see in the mirror the same thing that you see, which nobody sees themselves the way that others see them anyway. But it is so distorted that it's it's almost a delusion. Well, yeah, it is, yeah. It's like that picture um, body dysmorphia of the, of yeah, the anorexics. Yeah. Dysmorph- where dysphoria, dysmorphia. Dys- I think it's dysmorphia. I think it's dysmorphia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of the anorexics that you know look in a mirror and they'll see this really big yep. person and they're like skin and bones and they're like, and yeah. they're just like oh I I ate too much today I I need to like spend another three yep. hours on the cycle I'm like mm-hmm. and you'll actually witness those people will step sideways through a door because oh, yeah. they think they're fat. They think like they're so wide they have to step a certain way through places. I mean that's that's kind of scary to think. I and mean yeah, we're yeah. really drifting uh, off somewhere yeah, weird then but you, then you got the other ones, you know, like who think that they're way way jacked. Invisible way jacked. lat syndrome yeah, or, or what's that called? ILS. Is it invisible yeah, lat syndrome? Oh yeah, we're yeah. just Yeah. Which is a completely I just think that's and, hilarious. I just like watching them. Like, funny. Oh, my God, it looks so ridiculous. But yeah. It's all right. Uh, like how is it only your lats that got all quote unquote swole? What no, but they, say, they actually guys. damage the visual yeah. parts of their brain too. Yeah. Like if you actually, if you do a, a scan of their brain, they damage those parts of their brain. So that's, that's, I don't know. It's super interesting to think about, but anyway, they've got worse body image issues than you do. So <laughs> feel, feel good. <laughs> that's maybe that's not good advice. <laughs> Anyhow, but I uh, think the point there is that, you know, as much as you may be, uh, concerned and, um, have a bit of, I don't know what, what that apprehension yeah. or whatever. Um, when you go in there, most of the people there, if they if they notice you at all, because people are doing their own thing, yeah, um, you know they'll just care. be like, all right, well that's where that's you. You're doing your thing and mm-hmm. you're trying to get better. Awesome. <clears throat> they're they're like that one guy that was always in the gym when we went to the Y. Brian, I think his name was Brian. Just there the are two people. Most pump like he pump up everyone. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, he, and he also has a supplement company. Well, <laughs> but uh, he he legitimately was probably one of the most positive people. He works here in Omaha now, out in West O. Um, and was like your frosted tip, right? <laughs> Uber jacked bro, but was like it didn't matter who you were. He was saying hi to you, you know, yeah. throwing you some nucks and like being like good job. And he would compliment you, and he'd notice like if you kept coming in and if you were making progress. And he oh, would yeah. like he was that kind of person. And he set a precedent at the gym for that too, because he was probably like top three jacked people at that gym. So, right. and I would say that if you are, online. if you're listening and you're not in the beginning and you're at like, you know, a high point like that, you should example. definitely do stuff like that. Yep. I mean, that would definitely help motivate, not only, you know, get rid of the fear and anxiety of, of mm-hmm. other people, but, but help motivate them and, you know, give them something yep. to strive to set the example hundred percent. I mean, that's why we got into this is that we wanted a population of people that generally don't have, you know, um, maybe social access to gyms and fitness to have that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like people who are in, in, as nerdy as we are, so to speak. But I guess my last thing on this is just like speaking from my perspective. Mm-hmm. When I get to the gym, I have a time limit I'm there for. Yeah. I have usually like an hour, hour, 15 minutes, and then I'm out. So I'm not really paying attention to anyone else while I'm in there. I get in there. And like if machines backed up with other people, I move on to the next one. You know, I'm like, all right, so what can I do to actually get the same stimulation, but differently? And I'm like, all right, here, I'll use this. Like, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that pretty much covers that part. Um, <laughs> yeah. Getting through uh, your first workouts, especially in public. That's uh, yeah. And, and honestly, like you're going to, you're going to be exposed to how deconditioned you are. And you have to go into that knowing that, like, don't be taken off, don't be caught off guard. Just be like, all right, that's what I'm about to find out. Me finding this out is an important part of my fitness journey because it's going to tell me what I need to work on. And it's also going to give me a good place to look back on when I am getting, you know, more conditioned and more in shape. I get to look at that progress and I get to say my progress was bigger than yours because I started at this point. And I think that's important for everyone. That remark you just made your fitness journey. It's not something Mm -hmm. that you go into the gym and then suddenly you're just fit. You know, it's going to be a while. Obviously whatever happened to you or whatever circumstances put you in the position you're in, it's, it's not like it happened overnight. You suddenly didn't just gain yeah. 90 pounds and like, oh, I need to lose weight. It progressively yeah. probably happened over the course of years. If or, you did, you probably have a heart condition. Yeah, you, you should go definitely go out. to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's the same thing coming off. It'll hopefully come off faster if you start dialing in your nutrition and like, you know, like working out properly with correct form, all this other stuff, and you won't get injured. Yep. But it's going to take time, you know. Take and my number one I guess thing for everyone takeaways, you know, take, uh, take the little wins every time you can. Like someone reached out to me this week and they've been on, they've been training with us for a few weeks now off and on. And they finally hit it consistently the last two weeks. And she was like, I've only lost three pounds. I was like, she's like, I feel really good. She's like, I have way more energy than I did, but I've only lost three pounds. I'm like, well, it's like, you're still getting stronger, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So you're adding more muscle. It's like, you've lost weight. I was like, and then she was like, yeah, that, I guess that's good. Like, I was like, well, also think about this. Like, how far were you away? We're not going to say her weight. I'm like, how far were you away from where you want to be? She's like, this far? Well, you're three steps closer. Yeah. It's like, you already made three steps closer to that goal that you want to get to. She's like, that's a really good way to look at it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's like, and it doesn't it's matter like, how and little it is. It's progress. That's <clears> the hard <throat> part about being a coach, too, is that our, our clientele are so inundated with, like, lose 10 pounds in three yeah. weeks. And that's never a sustainable approach. 
So then we get to I tell them the bad really news. Well. Yeah, we get to tell them the bad news that three pounds in, in like what a month. Yeah. Inconsistently, nonetheless. That's good. That's not bad at all. So I told her I was like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, that's another thing. You know, um, you're gonna lose weight if you're being more active and watching what you eat, even if you're not perfect on your diet. If you're watching what you eat closer, and you're gonna probably start losing weight, you might lose. If, depending on like how bad you were eating, you might lose a lot pretty quick. But the yeah. thing is, usually the slower it comes off, the slower it is to come back. Usually the faster it comes off, there's yeah. a reason for that. And <laughs> it's going to come back as fast as if, if you stop doing the same things you're yep. doing. Which is why, as coaches, we try to like integrate like all these methods yeah. that keep you going in that same direction and keep having slow progress over time to where you earn it. Yeah. Therefore, you have gratitude for what you've achieved. I kind of say the same thing. I tell people, do you want to lose it temporarily or do you want to lose it for a long time? I've done both. So this I mean, what, yeah, this yeah. is what it's going to take. I don't oh, know what yeah. to tell you. Like this, it's just, it's the way it is. And I have to work with what's the reality of your body, not what's, you know, marketing. And I think, um, a big thing on that too, especially starting out, can I, I've had the same issue before myself is you don't, you're thinking, Oh, I only lost, I only lost this much weight, you know, a pound, two pounds, yeah. doesn't matter. I only lost this much weight. I, I'm not getting the results I want. It's like the results you're looking for are pounds, but your trainer's sitting here and saying, "Okay, well your your arms have shrunk, your you know, yeah. or or have built up, or built up, you know, waist your waist is shrunk. is shrunk, you know, mm-hmm. you, the your total body mass like fat percentage has shrunk. Like you yep. may not be seeing the weight change because you're adding muscle, which weighs more than fat, yeah. and you're decreasing fat, but it's kind of a little stagnant or a slower process." But you're seeing a lot of improvements in your body and in your health. Yeah, mere gains, bro. <laughs> mere gains. No, weight, weight's just one variable. I mean, it really is one variable. Is. People use it way too often. Like, I don't know yeah. how many times I tell people, it's like, you need to weigh yourself only once a week, same day, same time if you can. It's like, mm-hmm. if you can, push it out even further. That's why I try to tell them. It's like, if you need to weigh yourself, like, do it once a week, every Sunday morning. Yeah. That's it. If you do it once a week, the same time every week, you're probably going to, if you're cleaning up your act and you're working out, you're probably going to lose at least a pound by the, that Sunday, yeah. as long as everything's going yep. towards that goal. You can only u- lose a little every week, but you can lose a lot in a year. Oh, yeah. Think about it in those terms. Like, okay, I'm only going to lose a little this week. 54 pounds I, once, in a year? Yeah, once I put that into 50, you know, 52. Yeah, Wait. 52. Are you talking about the pound weeks? a week? How many weeks? Yeah, 52 weeks. Put that into a pounds. year. You know, if you have 52 pounds to lose even. So yeah. A lot of people that are losing weight only have so much to lose. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to think about it in terms of reshaping your body. There's things you want to add. Yeah. You know? You think of that, 52 pounds in a week. Most, if anybody has a pet, most dog food things are 40 pounds. You lift one of those things and you tell me that yeah. that's not a lot of weight you lost in a year. Yeah. That's a ton. I can just speak from personal experience too. You know, I was a big powerlifter, strong, strong man trainer, all that stuff, you know, like I was 250 pounds Yeah. and I got, I'd ran myself into the dirt and got down to 168, you know, and then yeah. I got back up to 215, 220 within like a year and like progressively every year since now I'm more dialed on my nutrition, you know, like my max weight has gone slowly down and down every year. Yep. This year I didn't even break. I just broke 190, and now we're back on the downward track. I'm about to be below 180. Yep. So, nice. you know, it's like we were saying, it's a progress. <clears throat> Mine's been a few years getting down and, like, just getting my 
stable weight like lower and lower each time that way when i decide i want to bulk or something it's going to be yeah. a nice good bulk yep sometimes that's what you got to do too yeah but um first month or so what do you got to do to be sustainable to get through that first month accountability find Definitely. friends uh coach you know um Whichever you have access to, obviously, (laughs) we would say a coach just because they're more knowledgeable. Your friends, let's face it, your friends care about you, but most of them aren't going to force you to work out if you don't want to. They're like, oh, yeah, you can take a day off. They're going to pat you on the back. No, I'm going to tell you if you say, hey, I can take a day off. Or they're going to say, hey, let's go get this, even because this is their day off, or they they don't have to worry (laughs) about their weight as much as you do. I mean, I walked in here and was offered a California roll instantly. <laughs> uh, well, hold on. The first thing I said are, how are your no, macros looking I today? I know, but it's just funny. <laughs> so I, I did look out for you yeah. that oh. <laughs> oh, him, you'll look out for. I'm yeah. Care about you. <laughs> you and I have been enabling each other for over a decade. It's impossible for yeah, either enable- one of us to keep each okay, other. Okay, says, I, I've literally gotten you to stop so many bad habits. That's true. I cannot return the favor. You try to get me off of Pepsi. Just like you're the I got one. You one. One. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm on it again. Are you? Pepsi. And I'm <laughs> like a caffeine Pepsi? Well, no. Actually, I'm yeah, actually trying to give you day. more bad habits. <laughs> actually, I did have I did have that. I had a diet Pepsi. It's not a caffeine-free one. So technically. Yeah. Oh. I'm glad he had some caffeine. Whoa. So it begins. I'm going to die tomorrow. What a crazy <laughs> Are you? What a mad lad. I have a good headache. No, but um, so it's even true for me, like my friends and whatnot. I'm I'm yeah. going to approach my friends, but when people hire me as a coach, they're hiring me to keep them accountable. Yeah. And and I'm not, unless people specifically ask me to, I'm not a hard ass. Yeah. You know, if they tell me like I need a hard ass, I'm like, okay, I got a hard ass for you right here. No, but uh, Just. uh, you know, my whole thing with them is I tell them, hey, coaching client relationship is that you and I are a team, and we're working for your future self that's our boss yep. so that's who that's who we need to tap into and and identify and that's who we're going to work for so you know if, you, if your future self is someone who's self-accountable then what are we going to do to keep you accountable uh and generally and this is something you can do on your own um when you do run into apps obstacles or like the days you fail write down why you failed and you're going to start to see a trend. You're start you're going to start to see like what was I doing before I failed at, at my task, yep, you know, you'll be- see some triggers. Before I jumped into those donuts, what did I do? Uh how was I feeling? What was my emotional state? What put me in that state? Exactly. You're going to you and you will you'll start identifying like, "Oh, there's like four or five specific things and one or two that are way more regular than everything else that really get me there." Like if it's a Friday night and like I'm used to having a couple drinks on Friday night and then a couple drinks turns into nachos and stuff like that. You're going to identify situations um, in certain times and emotional states that are always, always, always going to put you in that situation. And after you have those trends written down and identified, and again, this is something you usually do with a coach. After you have them identified, then you start establishing plans to overcome them when it comes up. So I know Friday I'm going to have two drinks. You know what I mean? Yep. What am I going to do ahead of time that's going to prevent me from diving into some food? Okay, well, why don't I have a meal before I go out? Instead of having my meal with my drinks, why don't I just have a, a you know a bunch of protein or something like that, a couple of chicken breasts or a chicken breast before I go out, and then I'm going to have something lighter with my drinks. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you identify little things to ahead of time, and then you're you're already planning for your failures. Yep, and 
other thing is you know like recovery like after something like that yeah and we talked about this before like you know fasting or something before fasting or something after if you know yep. even if cause i'm not anyone for eliminating anything from your diet if you want to have nachos like every now and yeah. then when you have a couple beers go for it but you know plan accordingly if you have a goal in mind yep. don't let the nachos set you off that goal plan for it you know yeah. what I mean? it's not that hard when you actually break it down you're like okay i'm gonna have these nachos you can plug it into yeah. my fitness pal there's all sorts of ones that you can plug it into figure out oh, what yeah. it is or something close plug in your two beers and be like all right what do i have to eat in order to hit relatively close to where i want to be yeah or hit a little bit over you know, and, and then recover the next yep. day, eat a little under. And you'll see that from, I mean, so we just said two kind of opposing things. You know what I mean? But here's the point is that it's a plan. Yeah. You have a plan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, that is going to get you much farther because the biggest way you're going to get into trouble is if it's chaos yeah. and you don't have any sort of strategy or any sort of order at all. So find the plan that works for you with your coach by yourself, whatever, find the plan that works for you. That's most, that is most enjoyable and most sustainable and effective. It has all those things need to intersect, right? Yeah. What's that, uh, saying the plan that works the best is the one that, uh, I don't know that works for you or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's like whatever, whatever quippy, whatever (laughs) quippy knowledge, but, but that's the point is that, you know, when you have a plan, even if it is, you know, only a little bit more effective than chaos. It's still better. It's still it's a better control, situation. You know? Yeah. And I'm not talking about like the, the dogmatic control, but you know, it's, it's something. Well yeah. then you also have the idea of the fact that you have that control over it is, is helpful because when you think, when you feel that you've lost control of a situation, even in a moment like that, where you're just like, Oh, I'm out. You know, I'm not going to eat or something. I'm just going to have the, a couple beers because I can. Yeah. I have a bit of carbs I can I can spend today or whatever, and then you end up eating you know something that you would consider crappy or like horrible yeah. for my diet or whatnot, and then the next day you you know feel like crap about it. What you do is you're you're giving yourself that that negativity that you that yep. really kind of started you on this path probably to begin with, and yeah. then you know you just kind of torment yourself about it and feel like you're just you're not you're not attaining the goals you want, and that drives you to be less motivated to continue because you just feel you're a failure already. Mm-hmm. So you get that. Spiral, that p- you just keep eating bad because you already feel bad about yeah. Exactly. Like, well, I already failed last night. Let me just finish out the week yeah. and I'll start back Monday. Right, and that's oh, a big God. thing too. It's like, we'll start again Monday. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you didn't start doing things Which, bad until last Monday. Yeah, that's a whole week of bad. Yeah. <laughs> so you have your nachos Friday. Might as well you know, keep going. If you got back on your normal way of eating Saturday and Sunday, guess what? You probably you might still Eat. be in a deficit or probably would still be in a deficit. Cause Even a meal that day. Six days a week, if you're eating in a deficit, yep. usually as long as if you have nachos and two beers or a couple beers, it's probably not going to kick you out of a full week of deficit. Yeah. I mean, you're at over a couple thousand. You're probably at like a thousand or more calories at a deficit at, by the end of the week. Yep. So, I mean, even if you're losing like 0.5 of a pound, still 0.5 of a pound towards like your overall goal or gaining or gaining is a whole different thing. We, most people come to us for weight loss. Let's just face it. Yeah. I mean, I would love if people came to me and tried to gain weight because that's super easy. I can make people put on some weight if they want yeah. to. If Muscle. any of you want to get big <laughs> in all areas, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the, the idea of having a plan at least then when, if you do quote unquote fail or, you know, slip or anything like that, yeah. you understand that, okay, well that happened. So then what is my plan to deal with that? 
and you have a process to, so it's like I'm not actually failing this is just a step that's why I don't yeah. like to eliminate foods like that because that's where you associate the failure of eating it where I like it like yeah. you said you plan it out you're like okay I'm gonna have this tonight or every, I'm, every Friday I'm gonna go out with my friends we're gonna have these many beers bring it these nachos it's yep. super simple to plan around that for the week if you know you're gonna go out one night of the weekend and you're gonna have mm-hmm. a couple beers and nachos you plug that in guess what you can plan out the rest. You can hit your macros the rest of the week, or plan out the next yeah. day after, or day before, or even a few days before. Like I'm gonna eat a little bit lower this today. Yep. So like even if it's Friday, you eat a little lower on Tuesday. Guess what? Like we always tell you guys, it's the big picture. It's the full week, the full month, the full year that's gonna add up yeah. to you losing weight. It's not that one day or that one hour that you went off the yeah. rails that's gonna be like, oh my god, I just put on 15 pounds. Is that, yeah, <laughs> that's not, not how it works. Not, actually, <laughs> even those days where you do binge, most of it's turned into heat. Yeah. Because your body, I mean, especially if you've been in deficit for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. your body can only do so much with <laughs> the calories <laughs> you give it. So if you give it a whole buttload of calories just that one day, I mean, a lot of it just turns into heat. It doesn't just get turned into a body fat because your body can only put on so much body fat in a day. Yeah, they can only take off so much in a day. That's generally why 500 calorie deficits is the wow. usual rule because it really can't take off a whole ton more. Yeah, if your body's not used to processing all those extra calories, guess what? It gets rid of them. You're just going to get sweaty. Yeah, that's the thing. You're going to sweat it out. You're you're, gonna get you might poop it out. You might... Yeah. Like, you only digest. Yeah. yeah. If your Some body's used to digesting 2,800 and you're, mm-hmm. you suddenly go to 3,500, 800 extra calories is going to do yeah. something extra to you. Yep. <laughs> One way or another, something, it's going to come yeah. out of you. So that's, that is the interesting part. And the point, the point being on all this is like, determine your destination, determine, you know, the best those those two or three things like what's enjoyable what's sustainable for me you know what what suits my values where does that all intersect and that's what you're most likely going to stick to you know and then also determine like on that journey to that destination if you stray from the path what is your plan to get back on the path even if that's just one day even if it's just just one meal if it's one day where you know like we went to a lake um memorial day weekend or labor day weekend rather yeah um cool straight from the path a little bit what am i doing what am i doing the second thing is go back to normal like a normal schedule you know um i i had an office donut you know like what's what's my plan okay well i'm just gonna go right back to my meal plan like that office donut never happened i'm not gonna eat the donut and be like fuck now I got to eat pasta for eat lunch. Them, yeah. Shit. Now I got to eat pizza for dinner. Well, yeah, that, you get into this like, oh, I, I like to eat that donut. All right. I had way too many sugars and carbs today. So I yeah. might as well just, I might as well just, that might as well. Might as well yeah. I might as well just make this a carb day. I'm, I'm kind of different. And then it's, I might as well make this a carb week, you know, finish it out and start over. And soon week. enough, you're back to like having to square one. Like, okay, how do I get the fuck back on this? And it's like, no, you could have, you had every opportunity to get back on it, you know? That's and I do that too, but for me, I'm a straight up carb addict. I, I just I have carbs. Too, yeah. I, I have carbs, and within two hours, I have to have more carbs. Yep. Otherwise, it's like my blood sugar just crashes, which is why for me, different strokes, I yep. I stick to those high protein, meat, moderate fat, low carb diets. Um, if you haven't noticed already, we have a little bit difference, which is what makes us. Yeah, well, it's well. what's good. But, uh, yeah, we can figure people out. I think what we're trying to say, the main, the most important thing throughout all this is your mindset, you know? Yeah. Like, develop your mindset. You got to, you really got to flesh out what your goal is, like, in the beginning, before you even start working out. Yeah. Write what your goal is, because that's going to be what keeps you motivated. Like, there has to be a why as to what that, your, why is that your goal? You can't yep. just be like, I want to lose 50 pounds. Why do you want to lose 50 pounds? Why? Ask yourself that question. Write that down, too. 
why do you want to be like this? Why do you want to be that weight? Yeah. Why? We said it last podcast, yeah. Nietzsche. Those yeah. who have a those who have a why can bear anyhow. Exactly. That's something I've done with my clients is I, you know, when they start telling me like, okay, what's the physical stuff? Because that's what they want to talk about. That's the thing most bubbling to their surface. You know, is yep. like, oh, I want to look this certain way in this Instagram model and blah blah blah. And then we have some talks about filters and <laughs> Photoshop and then uh and what's actually healthy and sustainable. But then we have a discussion on like, you know, I know you have children. Is it important to you to be healthy for your children? Yeah. Why? And then the real shit starts coming out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, you got to do that to yourself too. Yeah. That's how you stay on the path. Like yeah. when you, that's just something you go back to. So you go off the rails at night on Friday and then Saturday morning comes around. What do you do? You look at your yep. why, remember why you're doing what you're doing. And then in case you're not going to, and if you already have it and it's built in, guess what? You're freaking good to go. But some people need that reminder and they need to have yeah. it somewhere written or somewhere on their phone or wherever it's at to where they can look at it and remember exactly why they're doing why they set out on this path and like mm -hmm. why they're trying to keep pushing forward. Um, I think other than, you know, the time it's going to take and, you know, accountability and of course having a plan, I think one of the biggest things in starting out, especially a workout routine when you are uh, not used to it is the pain the soreness yeah. and oh, yeah. the, the this and specifically some um uh, a large amount of soreness and pain that you are not used to having to deal with any at least ever or anymore at least yeah how do you deal with i mean you know it's gonna like you guys said maybe the first two weeks or a month like that's the hard part like okay i get that but yeah how do i get past that how do i deal with that um i mean that's a hard one because it's like you just number one acknowledge that it's going to be temporary it's present but it's going to be temporary like all the fit people walking around that you see they're fit <laughs> aren't in constant miserable pain like <laughs> they're oh says the guy when i when i'm like oh this is really so like the first week i started i'm really sort of like yeah that'll never go away <laughs> well being sore doesn't go away but like I, you know i there's never a moment where i don't have some sort of muscle soreness you know what I mean? Yeah, Where I don't move a certain way. Yeah. You get used to it. And then you like learn to love it. Like All I, right. I know the moments when I'm like, I don't feel sore and like, I'm starting to feel kind of soft. Right. Like that's the, it's well, the same feeling. There's that, there's that like when you're, when you're first starting out and you, you, you've had some leg, you know, leg day or whatever. And the next day or the day after or whatever you yeah, get up and your legs hurt and you're like, Oh my God, this Oh my God, I can't fucking move. It never goes and then, the well then, always perpetual like that. <laughs> you're like, well, that's yeah. cause you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Every after a while you get to that point Twice where that next day you get up and your legs are short and you're like, Oh yeah. And like it's, it's a different, like instead of the pain is like, yeah. Oh God, it hurts. It's, Oh yeah, there we go. I, I've learned, I don't know for me, because I used to be a person that did not like discomfort. Uh, mental or physical discomfort. You still don't like discomfort. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no. I exclaim about discomfort. <laughs> but uh, I used to be a person that, that was like an avoidant person of discomfort when I was a kid and whatnot. And uh, now anytime is like, anytime something does cause discomfort, my immediate reaction is, fuck yeah, give me more. <laughs> That's just kind of, I mean, I'm not talking about like stupid, unresolvable or unproductive discomfort like yeah it's cold out i want to be colder 
Not like that. I'm talking about like the discomfort that comes with progress and growth. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. Oh, you're, I mean, army stuff. Oh, you're going to stress me out? Give me more chaos. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like things that are a challenge and that produce results. Well, like you, and you told me from boot camp even, uh, that there was a point where you guys, where you guys were just getting just pounded in the dirt yeah. with everything that was happening. And for forever, you guys had just been complaining or, you know, begrudgingly accepting and, you know, doing, and eventually it got to the point where you, where you just, you just started laughing about it and like, yeah, and just throw it on. Let's oh, do so it. that was, that was a phase one of officer candidate school. Yeah. And it was their job in this, in this program, um, is to grind you down. That's phase one. They're, they're, it's a gut check. They're trying to get people out. So it's just constant stress, four hours of sleep. They take you out about every hour to every two hours and then just smoke you, which smoking you is them making you do like, <laughs> they burned you alive. <laughs> crap, crappy exercises, like where you hold your weapon with your fingertips and do squats well. and your arms just burn. And they just basically do it until you look like a, a hot soup sandwich. And it, uh, we ended up going out there. We figured it out within about three, four days where if we just started smoking ourselves. The tax are basically your drill sergeants, no CS. Um, they just like had no clue what to do because they're like, well, they took our job from us. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you, you could steal their souls, man. It was great. <clears throat> We'd just be positive. We're like, yeah, we're doing pushups. Yeah. Or you do overhead claps. I think we did a thousand overhead claps one night. We were just clapping overhead over and over and over again. And we were like, every time we got 10, we'd all cheer. And like, <laughs> it just became this thing. They're like, we can't smoke them because they're, they're not responding to the stress in the way that we want them to. And it was, I mean, it was exactly that. You were 100% embracing the discomfort of it and then making a, making a game out of it. Embrace the suck. Yeah. I mean, you really are. The more you resist it, the worse it gets anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the truth. I think another part of that is like when you're starting out and it's it feels extremely painful. I mean, just in starting out, I don't know if that's you're relatively it's the exact same pain and you're just used to it later or if it's literally hurts more. But I think one thing that Anthony brought up uh, when I was starting that kind of helped me at least a little bit was. My, uh, especially since I was doing crap ton of leg stuff and squats and deadlifts yeah. and everything, it was my legs were killing me, and I was I could barely. I had to like take three or four attempts to stand up. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just complaining and bitching and moaning about how I felt like my legs were like being destroyed, and it it was so painful. And his idea was like, you know, your legs are fine. They just you, you just feel this pain because you know they're they're yeah. healing right now they're fixing themselves they're tearing each other themselves apart and yep. rebuilding, but in all reality you're not there's nothing wrong with your legs yeah like yeah you're sore and it hurts oh I want to stop you know I feel you you might have this uh, internalized thing where you're saying oh well uh, I'm in so much pain I, something must be wrong I need to I need to stop today I need not yeah. do it today because it hurts so bad I'm gonna hurt myself I'm like. Ugh. Unless you're doing it wrong, you're not actually, unless you're really yeah. messing it up, you're not hurting yourself. You're, and part of that is just, I mean, the biology of your body's responding to a stimulus that it hasn't been used to. And it's going to respond with quite a bit of, yeah. you're going to have soreness. I mean, it's just part, it's part of the game when you get started because when you're deconditioned and then you suddenly start putting in that, that stimulus, your body's going to adapt and it's, it's going to, it's going to hurt, but it's, 
the the more you go through it, the less it hurts. I mean, if I you want to make yourself was, resilient and and uh, there was this thing in uh, yeah. in one of the uh, groups I used to help coach, where uh, one of the guys brought it up, and we just started using it for everything. It was just you don't have to go work out; you get to go do it. Yeah, everything is you get to do this. There's people who can't. Let's be honest; people just can't go do these things who even though they feel a certain way they can't make themselves feel better by doing these things or doing their dishes or doing all sorts of stuff like yeah. he would tell me do the same thing when i got home to his wife He'd like i'm gonna do the dishes because i get to do this i get, to, I do get to do this and it's like it made it he said it made everyone said it made him feel a lot better when they actually thought of it in that sense like yeah. i get to do this yeah i don't have to shift. do this i get to do this yeah uh, yep. and, and that that does help a lot of people <coughs> As far as like being sore, it's just, it's just a check you have to write in order to cash it at the end, you know. Like that's truth. It's no question. Sorry to tell you guys, there's there's no secret to not being sore. I mean, you can stretch. Yeah. You can do all the stuff. It'll help alleviate it, but it'll come back. I'm not gonna lie to you. Your first week or two, it's it's really not gonna go away. I think that's actually yeah. a pretty good comment there, though. The the stretching, because that's kind of people who don't do this stuff. They're they're pretty sedentary. They don't do much in the day. You work out once in a day. And then stretch and fall. You know, home. you're so and then but the next day you're really sore and it and it's it lasts all day and really it's because you're not doing anything throughout the day, so your muscles are really tense and stiff yeah. because you haven't stretched them out and done stuff. You know, yeah, if you're if your legs are really mm-hmm. sore but all you do is sit around all day, of course when you start to work them it's gonna hurt like hell. But if you were to be sore in the morning and go for a little walk or, you know, stand, you know, occasionally yeah, stand up at your desk. You'll you know, be less sore. You, the soreness does go down. Yep. The other side you have to think about too, is like, you kind of have to be the observer and the witness in your mind and be like, okay, well who, who or what part of me is bothered by the soreness? Cause the soreness just exists, right? There's, there's two sides to it. There's the fact that you're sore and there's how you respond to it mentally. You know, if you're going to respond to your soreness mentally with, I mean, not to, not to put it harshly, but bitching and moaning, you know what I mean? Like, well, then you're going to experience your soreness in a really negative way. If you're going to experience your soreness or if you're going to react to your soreness with like congratulating yourself, like, okay, like this, this is a product of my hard work. You're going to have a more positive relationship with your soreness. And if you ask yourself like, who's bothered by this? Well, 10 times out of 10, when you ask yourself, who's bothered by your soreness, it's the person who got you deconditioned in the first place. Yeah. It's the it's the version of you that didn't want to work out in the first place who has yeah, who has issues with it and the person who's going to be proud is the person you want to become. I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, you you're just dissatisfied be- because of how out of shape you are and yeah. you feel like the soreness is like the physical repercussion of that yeah. like oh my gosh oh this is my reward for bad. having to batter myself yeah. <laughs> cuz I'm sore as fuck. Right. Yeah. Well, and then that that obviously like with the uh the visuals and with you know screwing up your meal or whatnot that obviously oh i'm sore it hurts and it you know people who have that perspective of pain it the pain is bad you know gets into this like it's so much it's too much work to get myself better and then they make these in internal rationalizations and excuses to themselves about like ah, i should be fine with you know who i am and i should you know be comfortable in my own skin it's like it's great to no. to see your self-worth and to understand that you know mm-hmm. you are a valuable person but it is also a valuable thing to want to improve yourself and to better yourself yep. yeah. if you're that you're that dad who has a hard time walking up just 
you know, the porch steps without getting out of breath. How are you going to expect yourself to play with your kids later on yeah. or your grandkids or be there when big things happen if you're yeah. not able to do that? I, I've, I despise the concept of people being okay with themselves. I just don't like it. I really don't. I, I, I really think if people are like, oh, I should just accept myself the way that I am. No. Don't get me wrong. I think there are things that people should accept it, about themselves. Accept your starting point. Yeah. Accept the things you can't change. There are certain things you can't change, obviously. Yeah. You know, like if you have a mental disorder or something, you're not going to be able to change that. Yeah. If you have certain disorders, you're not going to be able to change that. But yeah, there's you. everyone knows what they can and can't change and giving yourself the excuse. Your fitness is not one of those things. Yeah. Definitely not one of those things. It's just not. There's a bunch of different ways to go about it. There's people who have all sorts of diseases that impact their fitness and everything. But guess what? I also know plenty of those people who, people who are wheelchair bound, who are freaking still like muscular and yep. still athletes. A lot of them. There's a top CrossFitters are in a wheelchair. And most of you aren't that. Who owns a yeah, right. And that you know it also goes into uh, if you're supposed to this idea of loving your body. Like if you love your body then you should want to give it its best life. Absolutely. I mean, I you that's something I've said to a lot of people. My whole uh, philosophy in telling people when one of the things that drives me nuts as a coach is when people are like, oh, I, you know, I did, I did so good this week. I rewarded myself with like donuts, ice cream, pizza, and beer. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't reward yourself with anything. If, some, if someone wins something, do I give them the shittiest prize? No, that's not an actual reward. If you if you compete your ass off to do something, am I gonna like am I gonna go and just give you the worst possible prize for that? No. So why would you why would you quote unquote be good all week as if you know what I mean? Yeah. And then reward yourself with something that isn't rewarding at all. It's completely detracts from your goals. And it makes you have an under have a belief in your own mind that these things these bad things that are that are bad for you are are good are the best things yeah and then and then all the things that you're good with like i did so good this week you're really just punishing yourself and it's like no you're not how can you punish yourself with bad food what sense does that make (laughs) it does it oh man i'm like i feel my blood pressure rising right now (laughs) because it doesn't make any sense it makes no good sense and we have a whole whole community of people that are convinced on this idea that you know, if I punish myself with enough bad food, I can reward myself, or with enough good food, I can reward myself with enough bad food. Yeah, this treat, which is killing and me. I, and I'm not <laughs> saying don't go eat nachos yeah. and drink beer. I'm just saying the mindset around it is such an unhealthy well, relationship with reality <laughs> that well, it that drives me nuts. Everything in moderation. Like, if you're going to go have sure. a donut and a couple of beers, great, but why did you have to go the whole just day? Just don't tell me you rewarded yourself. Yeah. Why did you have to well, get the whole, whole six-pack of donuts? You, yeah, <laughs> you've told me two lies at that point, that you're punishing yourself with bad food, not <laughs> true, and that you're rewarding yourself, or with, you're punishing yourself, excuse me, with healthy food, which doesn't, ma- it doesn't make any logical sense, and that you're not rewarding like, yourself with bad food. It doesn't make any logical sense. You've told, like you've said two lies to yourself. It has to be like a longer duration than a week. That's why we're, I mean, we already went over this, but you know, look at the the week yeah. layout, if you ate clean for a week and then you f- did a full day of bad eating, guess what? You're probably not in your deficit anymore. Therefore, you just undid all the work you were yeah. trying to do. At least a portion. If you did three months or two months with like super clean and then you had a day where you went crazy, guess what? You're probably yeah. not going to see – you'll probably see negligible like kickback from it. Like 
you won't see anything probably because yep. guess what your body will just like we said it's like oh shit this is extra stuff i can burn this and then, like get rid of it yeah. in any way it can but you know like within a week it's not gonna <laughs> you're yeah. not gonna see anything from it there's just there comes a point when you have to like amoralize this everything you know what i mean be like this is just inputs and outputs when i input healthy food the output is a healthy body and a healthy brain and a healthy mind you know, it's the same thing with the results that you're chasing. And it's the same thing with your reaction to certain situations. If I input healthy reactions, I'm going to have more healthy outcomes, you know? Yep. So it, it's a way to Im, amoralize it, not immoralize. That would be terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but take the, take the idea that, you know, you're some involved factor when it comes to your value as a person, you know, that's, that's just the, it's a really not, it's a big non-starter. It's, there's too many ways to fail with that strategy. There's plenty of people who look really good who've got terrible relationships with food. I'd say a large, large percentage of them by far. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have, have real bad relationships with their diet. And it's like, that's why would, best option. You're going to have a good relationship with food, you know, and you're going to have a healthy body. So what are our key points? I think this yeah, we're running all along. Yeah. I think there's one last thing is just the when it comes to the beginning and how to deal with it is I think a big thing is patience. Yeah. I mean, if you you'll when you see and feel the improvements, it's going to be a month, yeah. two months, three months down the line. If you can hold out and just be patient and understand like, look, this is going to su- this might suck yep. for a month or two. But if you're willing to just stick that out and just grit your teeth and bear, if I mean, if that's the way you have to do it, just understand that if you can do that, you'll see the difference and you'll feel yeah. the difference. And that's the big thing is feeling it is so much better than seeing it. That's what like, she said. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. No, but seriously, like, like I, can, I can go in there and be like, oh, I lost, you know, 50 pounds. I'm like, yeah, I kind of see a yeah. difference. I myself see a little difference. Oh, I don't really see, see it. it too much. I know, <laughs> but awesome. I don't see it nearly as much. But I feel it. I feel the fact that I, you know, I can run up, you know, three or four flights of stairs and not be, like, gassed and dying. I can... Yeah. I can actually do things and I feel better. My headaches are gone. I, I, you know, I can move around freely. I don't have to feel sluggish in it. Like Mm -hmm. you feel so much better, but you have to be able to give yourself time to get to that point. You do because you didn't really feel good in the first place. Well, yeah, you You know what I mean? You, you don't understand like you're hitting yourself in the head with a hammer all day, every day. You're just kind of used to it. But when you stop hitting yourself in the head, you you feel it. You're like, Oh wow. Yeah. You wait till you stand on the mountain. You'll never leave this, (laughs) this lifestyle. You really won't. But, uh, key points. Um, you know, most of this is how you're going to react to it. That's the big thing. How are you going to react to your soreness? Your soreness is going to be a fact. How are you going to react to the the fact that when you walk in the gym that first day and that first week, you're going to be an adolescent giraffe, you know, who's real shaky and weird and your body's going to, sh- you're literally going to test yourself and see, oh, here's all the places I'm weak and it might be everything. How are you going to react and what is your strategy to make sure that it doesn't derail you and doesn't make it so you want to give up? You know, part of that is remembering your why. You know, part of that is having a plan for before, during, and after uh, any situation where you know you're going to stray a little bit. And maybe that's a reasonable reason to stray. You know, seeing people on the weekend, friends and family, and having a couple beers is a reasonable reason to not be 1,000% dogmatically attached to your diet. You know, your social interactions, we know this in 2020 with COVID and quarantine, are extremely important to your health. 
have a couple beers with people. Yeah. Big deal. Enjoy the family you know. gatherings, the social gatherings, you know. Yep. Embrace them. I mean, like we said, obviously, everything within moderation, you know. If you're getting yeah. blackout drunk a couple times a week, then at these social gatherings or family things, and obviously you are going too far the other you, way. You've got things to look internally if you're getting yeah. drunk, <laughs> that drunk twice a week, yeah, even twice a week. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. say the same key points, you know. It's just finding your why, um, making sure you're tracking towards that, like your overall goal. You know, have a plan. Yeah. Uh, have a training plan of some sort. You know, don't go in there all willy-nilly. Uh, find some kind of nutrition plan. You can find one on the Internet. You can get a coach like us, and we'll give it to you. And uh, Not like us. A coach is us. like coach is <laughs> us. Find but, us. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you don't use us, find it, a program online. Yeah, you find know, some stick with for it. you. Stick with it. That's my thing. People get that uh, shiny object where they do a program for two weeks, go to the next one do another program for two weeks because they want all these results that the, all these other people are seeing and they decide they want this other result that this other person's showing. Well, the whole point, there's a reason why these programs are a certain duration. It's because yeah. guess what? That duration is designed to get you the results that they, <laughs> yep. that they're going for. If you're only doing it for two weeks out of the 12 week uh, program, guess what? You're not going to see the results that you want. Yep. It's the same thing we were talking about before, patience and just giving into it. Yep. It's P-A-S-H-E-N-S-H. Patience. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just had a stroke. The, yeah, yeah, the English right. major's looking at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> in other words, I'm. And in the beginning, it's we all know it's gonna it's gonna kind of suck. You're gonna have to go through a lot of growing pains, mentally, physically, emotionally. You know, like. Yep. Emotionally, usually hits harder than for most people. I think they're sore, but then they feel emotionally baggage from all this stuff, everything like that. It's just stuff you're gonna have to work through. Stick with yep. it. You know, pick a program that's a beginning program if you're just starting. You know, don't go into something that's insane like crossfit yeah. instantaneously and like i'm gonna do crossfit and get beaten to the dirt you know start off something small and in between those workouts you know do something that's like low impact uh some kind of work you know like yeah. walking outside for 15 minutes you can do that once or twice a day you know like suitable for your starting point yeah you know just something to help get those muscles moving mm-hmm. warm up and it'll help you burn more calories all those other things that's and that's why we have level one programs on our stuff is yeah. because we know i mean for all of you that are gamers you don't start a game on level 20 yeah <laughs> you don't go you insanity don't. until you can handle novice <laughs> yeah i mean you start at the beginning that's how this works and i mean and we all know how it feels to accomplish yeah. defeating that game and, and winning those quests so the yeah. longer you go, the easier it gets, the more you're able to handle. Yep. So, all right. Should we sing an outro? No, we don't need an outro. No one's asked anything about an outro. I feel like it's the Kegels. right way to close it out. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Alex, we need your voice. Dun, dun, I just don't know when dun, you want dun, me to dun, stop. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Never stop. The end. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>